0: Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back, my friends, to the Goddess Ceremony podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. This last week, I decided to make it easy for myself, so I took a poll on Instagram to hear what you wanted to see on the podcast this week, and overwhelmingly, it was hormones. So just goes to show, y'all are my people. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today, but specifically when we just feel like something's a little bit off, and we don't really know where to begin. So I'm going to talk about some of the key symptoms of a hormone imbalance, and then some really essential information that likely none of us have ever gotten. Hormone health is a pretty trendy topic right now, and for good reason. A lot of women and men are struggling with their hormone health or have that general feeling of something is a little bit off, but where do we even begin? And there's not a lot of really great resources out there that really break down the exact steps that we can take to start to balance our hormones ourselves. So, this is a pretty essential podcast episode. So, whether this is your first one that you're tuning into or you know, your 60th, (laughs) this is going to have some new, fresh information for you. Before we get started here, I'm kind of bursting at the seams because I've been working on a really exciting project that I know so many of you are going to be thrilled about. I'm in the process of creating the course for women that want to say goodbye to painful periods and hormonal imbalances who are ready to really take their health into their own hands and get the step-by-step guide to start to heal their own period naturally. So it is in the process right now. If you want to be the first to find out about it and get a very exclusive initial pricing, you can go to the link in the show notes to get on the waiting list, or you can go to CassandraWilder.com slash waiting list to add your name and email, and it'll be in, uh, in the works here over the next couple weeks and hopefully announced very very soon so I'm really Really excited about this. This is something I've worked towards for years and finally it is so very close. Okay, let's dive into hormone health. There's so many little things that go into hormone health and I think that's why it feels really complicated for a lot of us. We'll be talking about a lot of different types of hormonal imbalances and a lot of different ways to address a hormone imbalance. So just take the ones that really resonate with you, start implementing them and you'll probably notice... A really big difference. So what are hormones? In theory, we all know what they are, right? But how many of us could really answer that if it was a, you know, a game show or something? What is a hormone? Well, hormones are the body's chemical messengers, and they help to control nearly every single physiological process in the body. So it's not just our menstrual cycle, it's also our metabolism our immune function, and of course, our overall reproductive health. So what does it mean when you have a hormone imbalance? Well, it can look like so many different things, but here's some of the most common symptoms of a hormone imbalance. So as I read these off, see which ones may connect with you or someone you know. You'll probably be surprised. Brain fog, low libido, bloating, adrenal fatigue, headaches, weight loss or gain, insomnia, thin or brittle hair, blood sugar imbalances, mood swings, depression, irregular cycles, and difficulty getting pregnant. So likely all of us can resonate at least maybe a little bit with one of those and some of us may feel like we just checked every single box and that's okay. This podcast is going to be really helpful for you then. So one of the most common questions I get when I'm being interviewed on other podcasts or on YouTube, the biggest question is always, what is the number one thing we can all be doing right now, Cassandra, for our hormone health? And it's such a a loaded question because really there's a lot. There's a lot more than just one thing. But if I could say to just start at one specific point, it would be this one. And that is to, number one, ensure you're eating plenty of good healthy fats. So if you didn't know, there's two different types of omegas. There's omega-3 fats and these would be considered our good fats and there's omega-6 fats and these would be considered low quality or inflammation inducing. And so healthy fats are absolutely essential for the body. They actually allow the cells to function correctly and they're the building blocks for hormone production. And so what happens when we go into a low fat diet? well, we probably start to see some cell breakdown and we may see a lot of hormone imbalances. And this also happens if we're eating predominantly omega-6 fats. So this would be man-made fats like vegetable oil and Crisco or margarine, these fats that are honestly absolute (laughs) garbage. This would also include oils like canola oil and soybean oil, oils that are inflammatory to the body. And so when I say eat healthy fats, what I mean is organic cold-pressed coconut oil, olive oil, butter, ghee. This could be things like avocados. These are fats that are nourishing to the body. And when we eat plenty of these fats then we are setting up our hormones to have the tools that they need to actually start to work correctly the second big one and i know i feel like a broken record sometimes but it is really essential to mention that it's essential to rethink your birth control when you start to play with your hormones or add different hormones into your system it really does become a a recipe for a disaster in the long term and so if you're still on hormonal birth control Go back and listen to the two episodes I did all on birth control so that you can decide if it is the right choice for you. Often when I work with women, they choose to get off of birth control themselves and we start to rebalance their body afterwards so that their hormones can come back into balance after years and years of birth control use. So that's all I'm going to say right now in this episode. Go back, find those episodes, listen to them. They're two of the best episodes I've ever done. The third one I want to mention is to limit your stress. And sometimes when I say this, I feel like everyone hears it, but how many of us really, really know what to do with that information? And what that simply means is to notice the things that do add stress into your life and noticing how you can shift them slightly, what things maybe you can let go of. Uh, Even in business, maybe there are some things that you choose to do that you know cause you more more harm than good. Maybe in your relationship there's an elephant in the room that really needs to be talked about. Maybe there's a person in your life where a boundary needs to be set. So it just means to be aware of the stressors that you have in your life and to limit them. And then, here's a, a funny fact for all of you, you get to the point where you're so invested in hormone health like I am, to where anytime some sort of stressor does come up, my first fear is, oh no, this is going to affect my hormones. So I know that sounds silly, but you get to the point where you're so protective almost of your health and your hormones that you really are discerning, I think would be the word, about what you allow to be around you, what kind of energies you choose to be in. I mean, really, I think you all know what I'm saying. This is one that I feel like is not talked about enough, and that is blood sugar. So a lot of us know about blood sugar. We know about sugar in general. That ideally we wouldn't be eating too much of it, but your blood sugar and your hormones go hand in hand. Okay. So when you ingest sugar or a carbohydrate, your pancreas produces the hormone insulin. And so insulin goes in and turns that sugar into glucose and then either can use it for energy or store it. So when we take in too much sugar, our insulin levels go higher. So when we have too much insulin, what can happen? Well, many things, but specific to hormone health, this can tell the ovaries to make a lot of testosterone. And this would give us some of the more stereotypical symptoms of PCOS or facial hair, acne, all of that would be linked back to testosterone. And so anytime I see someone with these kinds of symptoms, that's my first question, or what kind of carbohydrates and sugars are you eating? Honestly, because if we can balance your blood sugar, it's likely we can start to rebalance your hormones. High insulin can also lower your SHBG or your sex hormone binding globulin. And so this starts to dump estrogen into your system. And then we start to see more of the symptoms of excess estrogen. So sore breasts, fibroids, really heavy menstrual cycles. So do you see how it's a delicate system and blood sugar should be considered? A trend that I like is the PFF balance when it comes to food. So that means with every meal, you're making sure you're getting plenty of good protein, fats, and fiber. So notice it's not necessarily just a carb. These are fibrous foods. So these could be your vegetables, nuts, things that certainly have carbohydrates in them, but have more nutrients to them, have something that that really brings them sustenance. And so that's a, a general idea that I bring into every meal of mine when I think of where is my protein coming from, where are my good, healthy fats coming from, And then where are my really nourishing, fiber-rich carbohydrates? So something to think about. Next, if you have experienced any of these hormone-related symptoms, it's really important to start to reconsider your beauty products. Especially for women, we are exposed to an obscene amount of chemicals per day just in our beauty care products. And I mean your soap, your shampoo, your conditioner, shaving cream, your makeup your cleansers. Oh my gosh. Think about how many different products many of us use every single day. So what this means is over time, it's really ideal to start to up level your beauty care products to natural products. So I'm not saying to go out (laughs) and dump a, you know, your whole drawer out and just start over though. If you want to, you can, but instead the next time you're out of soap or shampoo or conditioner, go with the better option. So in the link in the show notes, I have an entire blog with some of my favorite opts, or switch outs I guess you could say so instead of normal toothpaste here's a better option instead of regular soap here's a better option shampoo conditioner all of that a lot of them are pretty affordable and they really are worthwhile your health in my opinion is worth anything in the world so start to notice your beauty products and choose better options that are natural don't have sulfates are chemical free do the best that you can there Another one that is pretty common that people talk about is being really mindful about plastics. And when I say plastic, I mean things like your food containers, coffee cups, straws, your utensils. When we're using a lot of plastic, it's possible that we start to exhibit symptoms of estrogen dominance because these plastics can mimic estrogen in the body, and so it starts to confuse everything. So especially, you know, when I see people that that maybe don't know any of this, so they buy takeouts, and it's in a plastic container, and then they go home, and then they microwave it in that plastic container, like whoa. That is where we start to see a buildup of this estrogen in the body over time. So especially if you are mindful about hormone health, but also the environment, it just makes sense to start to opt for better options. So get a reusable straw, keep silverware in your car, buy a reusable coffee mug these little things will make such a big difference and as I said this is better for the environment in the last few months I've watched way too many documentaries on plastic and what it's doing to our oceans and I mean things that I knew but I didn't know the the level of devastation that was happening so just another good nudge for all of us to be mindful of plastic here's another really really interesting one and that is to think about your light exposure And what I mean by that specifically is your blue light exposure. There's so much new research coming out right now about our electronics, our phones, our computers, our TVs, and the blue lights that they emit. These blue lights creates a lot of cortisol in our body. And so blue light is a common light that we would see in the sun, for example, around high noon. And around high noon would be when most of us have the most energy, we're the most extroverted, we're doing a lot of things. But what happens then when we pick up our phone at midnight as we're getting into bed and browse something for 5-10 minutes? Our cortisol levels increase and our melatonin or our sleep hormone never actually initiates. And so if someone's having a lot of hormonal imbalances or maybe has some cysts that are forming, PCOS... This is really, really important. So there's a couple things you can do. One is you can buy blue light blocking glasses. There's a company I really like called Blue Blocks. They're excellent. Their glasses are really cute. You know, like five years ago, the blue light blocking glasses were really nerdy looking. And now they're really cute and stylish to where people would just assume they're normal glasses. So you can wear those, especially after 5 or 6 p.m. or sunset. That'll help to block out those blue rays so you can still watch your TV or browse your phone and not have to worry so much about the long term effects. This is also the same with first thing in the morning. So if the first thing you do when you wake up is grab your phone, immediately you're getting that blue light, cortisol is increasing, and you're probably going to feel stressed. That's not the way to begin the day. So ideally, if you can, the best way to begin your day is to get some natural light first thing. So to open your windows, better yet, go for a walk for a few minutes, let your body wake up with the natural spectrum of light that is present in the morning, and then get on your phone. This is another really important one, and I did a whole podcast episode about this recently, and that is seed cycling. Seed cycling, if you missed that episode, is eating different seeds at different times of the month to support your own natural hormonal changes. So some seeds will help us to remove excess estrogen. Others will help us make sure we have plenty of progesterone in the end of our cycle. And it's such an easy practice. It's just eating one to two tablespoons of these seeds per day. That is it. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and let me know if you have begun the journey of seed cycling. I've seen a lot of you tagging me on Instagram, sharing about your journey, and I love seeing that. This is another really obvious one, and yet it has to be said, because we can do all of the healthy fats. We can limit our sugar We can get off of the pill. We can do all the things, but if we're not sleeping at night, your hormones are going to be imbalanced. So that means really prioritizing your sleep, carving out that chunk of time every single night where you go to bed around the same time, wake up around the same time and get good nourishing sleep. If you struggle to sleep or if you have insomnia, if you feel like you always wake up in the middle of the night, that's a sign of something different. So that would be your indication to reach out to me so we can start to work on that and get you supported in that way. But sleeping is essential. Eight to nine hours a night. It's a little different for everyone, but that's a good general place to start and really make that your priority. I know we all joke that, you know, you're getting old when sleep is like really important, (laughs) but honestly... I think uh, I think health is the new trend, so if that means not staying out late with your friends or someone, so be it. And honestly, friends, right now, none of us are going out, so there's, there's never been a better time to just sleep. Lastly, but super important, is to exercise the right way. I know that a lot of us think of exercise as just a good thing all around, going for a run or a hike, CrossFit, yoga, whatever. But there are times when exercise can actually cause more stress to the body. I know this will be really shocking maybe to some of us. It was shocking to me when I learned it. A few years ago, I was exhibiting some symptoms of a hormone imbalance and then I felt just tired. I had low belly weight gain and it just felt like something was off. And so as I started to rebalance my gut and gently nourish my hormones, I started to realize that my exercise protocol was one of the biggest stressors in my life. I was doing... Hit training or high intensity interval training and while I thought I was doing such good stuff for my body and I was getting toned, we have to remember that exercise of any kind is a stressor for the body. And if we have a healthy level of stress, that's a good thing, but if we are perpetually surrounded by stress in our job and in our relationship, we're eating foods that stress us and then we think it's a good idea to go to a 60 minute spin class, we're probably going to leave feeling a lot worse than had we not done it. And so this is where you have to be discerning and listen to your own body. If you know that you've been really stressed out recently, it's probably not the best thing to go do a really intense workout. Rather a 45 minute walk might literally be the best thing you've ever done for yourself. Also remember that in your cycle, there's going to be better times to do really rigorous exercises and other times, like maybe more so around your menstrual time, it might be better to take a day off, to do a walk or a gentle yoga class. We have to get out of this mindset that more is better. If you want healthy hormones, go run a marathon and do all this juicing. There's so much more to the equation. And if we don't talk about that, if we don't really shed light on kind of this shadow side of the health industry then people are not going to get better. So if you love to exercise and be outside and do all of that, amazing. But really notice if you feel like you're perpetually in a stressed state. And if so, it might be a lot better to ease up on the exercise and really take care of you. So friends, which one of these things was the most interesting to you? just that list right there is quite the list to get started on so if you feel like you had any of those hormonal imbalance symptoms start with what's right here i hope you were taking notes and you're ready to start to implement it find me on instagram at menstruation queen and let me know if you're getting started on your hormone healing journey and if you haven't already make sure you're on the waiting list for this incredible course that'll be coming out in 2020 I'm telling you, it will be the gold standard of cycle regulation, healing, and hormone health. So do not miss it. CassandraWilder.com slash waiting list, or the link is in the show notes. And I'm so grateful for all of you for being here. So if you have a podcast episode request, send me a message on Instagram. And otherwise, I will see you next week. Thank you for joining us, beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend, and connect with me on Instagram at Ceremony. Until next time.